look at that uh, video, and I can't help but think about a lot of believers during this COVID season. They took their eyes off the rope, and the only question now is, where has the current taken them? A lot of people are out there with the boat no longer in sight, the rope no longer in sight, and they're wondering what happened. Well, God wants you to be people that triumph over deception and not be overtaken by it. I want you to turn to several places in the Word, and then we'll dive into this. First of all, go with me uh, over to Genesis chapter 3. We'll just read through these and then make some comments on them as we go. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 1, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for getting wisdom, she took some and ate. She also gave it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Now, with that in mind, go over to Joshua chapter 9. And uh, I want to pick this up in uh, verse 7. These are the Gibeonites coming to present themselves to Israel. And the men of Israel said to the Hivites, But perhaps you live near us. How then can we make a treaty with you? We are your servants, they said to Joshua. But Joshua asked, Who are you and where do you come from? They answered, Your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord your God, for you have heard reports of him and all that he did in Egypt and all that he did uh, to the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan. And our elders and all those living in our country said to us, Take provisions for your journey, go and meet them and say to them, We are your servants, make a treaty with us. This bread of ours was warm when we packed it uh, uh, at home on the day we left to come to you, but now it's dry and moldy. And these wineskins that we filled were new. But see how cracked they are. And our clothes and sandals are worn out by the very long journey. Verse 14, the men of Israel sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. Then Joshua made a treaty of peace with them to let them live. And the leaders of the assembly ratified it by oath. Now go with me over to uh, 2 Corinthians for just a moment. 2 Corinthians. Everybody say, God is good. Say it like this, God is for me. He's not against me. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11. I want to read a couple verses here, starting with verse 1. I hope you will put up with a little of my foolishness, but you are already doing that. I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. Now listen to this verse. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, 
your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. And I want to just uh, dive into this today and, and help you see God's principles for triumphing over deception because I, in my estimation in the body of Christ right now, uh, the virus is not the biggest danger to the Christian. The rampant deception is the greatest danger for the believer. I said this earlier in, in Sunday school and I'll say it again. There are many that are going to look back on the COVID era and they're going to talk about it. They're going to write about it. They're going to publish articles about it. They're going to give sermons about it. And one of the things that they're going to note is just how many Christians were carried away during that season. They didn't die from the COVID, but they were carried away spiritually during that time. And I want to just point out to you that because of deception, we go through things and we experience things that God never intended for us. And often then we'll shake our fist at him and say, how did you allow this? Why did you allow this? But in reality, there are, you know, burdens that he never meant for us to carry. There are things that weren't ours to pack around. There are wars that he never meant for us to fight. There are situations in our future that are now compromised. And there are many things, you know, that are diverted like resources and opportunities because of that deception. There are things that are lost that God never wanted to see lost from your life. There are soul ties that are formed during this season that God never designed for you to form. There are situations that take us off our path, and there are paths that are taken during this deception from which we do not come back from. Just like it was yesterday, I can still hear the powerful words of Lester Summerall coming over a television set. There are many Christians in these last days, if they get off the path of God, they may never get back on it again. If he saw this day, I think he would say this is certainly one of those examples. There are entanglements created in deception that God never designed for you to be a part of, and you spend lives, days, months, maybe even years trying to untangle yourself from things that took place because of deception. There are circumstances that you're going through in deception that God never ordained. It was not in his plan. He did not cause it. And this can all be mitigated by people understanding how to live above and beyond deception. Because if there's one thing for sure, we know that the enemy is out there. We know he is prowling. We know he's looking for someone to devour. And we know, according to 1 Timothy 4.1, he does this as a seducing spirit, trying to seduce people from right conduct and right belief. And he does it through seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, things that are taught by devils. Now, I don't know about you, but I never uh, you know, attended a meeting that was advertised, devil speaking Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, come. I never attended a seminar, I never attended a class, I never attended a Sunday school meeting, never attended a church service where, you know, the building was, devil from hell speaking tonight, you come. Cookies afterwards. Never saw it. So where are the doctrines of devils being communicated from? They're being communicated from Christian pulpits. 
Because we don't come here, the devil speak. So how are they getting in? They're getting in through so-called people that Paul would call false prophets and false apostles. But nonetheless, they're out there. And because of that, the danger is very, very real that you and I could be seduced, you and I could be led astray. The principles of overcoming and triumphing over deception are not complicated. They're rather simple. Just like the illustration, it's very simple. Keep your eyes on what? Keep your eyes on the rope. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Keep your eyes on what he has said and what he is wanting to do in your life. And yet right now, there's this current. Come on, say it with me. There's a current. It's powerful and it's invisible. And it is pushing believers away from that boat, away from that rope in record numbers. There are many examples of this, but in simplicity, I'll just say it again. We're not going to cancel services in the middle of COVID because the Bible doesn't say to cancel services in the middle of COVID. We're going to continue meeting and let God take care of all these things. Amen? But you'd be amazed how many churches, big, small, and huge, have not had services since this thing broke out. When I read the word of God that tells us to not forsake the assembly of ourselves, as is the matter of some, I don't see a footnote there except if COVID comes. Thank you for your enthusiasm over this revelation. Now that's as plain as the end of your nose. And yet this current, everybody say current, current of voices from politicians and from health officials and every expert and every opinion and every political party. Next thing you know, you find yourself out away from that rope wondering, how did I get there? You got there because you took your eyes and ears off the rope and gave your attention to things that are not supposed to be the authority in the life of the child of God. The word is supposed to be your rule for faith and for conduct. Jesus is supposed to be your Lord. And yet during this season, the danger is not that you're infected with a virus. It's that you're infected with deception. And the antidote for this is the plain teaching and preaching of the word of God so that you can understand exactly how to live your life when there's something like this going on. Amen. Are you here today? That boat represents safety. That rope represents the truth. Keep it in sight, and you'll stay close to it, and you won't be swept away. Give your attention to other things, and next thing you know, you'll be out there in the middle of this ocean, bobbing up and down with no boat in sight, no help in sight. You'd be amazed how many Christians are right there today. Now, I know a God that's full of mercy and grace, and if you're one of the ones doing the bobbing, he's well able to bring you back home again. But you know what? There are a lot of dangers out there that can happen in between when you take your eyes off the rope and when he picks you up. Are you here today? So how do you do this? Well, the scriptures are, are very plain here. The example in Genesis 3, the example in Joshua chapter 9, there are exhortation in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. How do you ensure your deception? What's going to guarantee that you get deceived in this time that we're in right now? Well, number one, very simply, set aside the commands of God. Just treat them as they're not applicable to you. 
They apply to everybody else, but they don't apply to me. I get to take what the Word of God says and discern and think whether I want to do this or not do this. All you have to do is set aside the plain teachings of Scripture. Don't do what he said. Write these scriptures down. For example, in Exodus 23, 32, in Exodus 34, 12, and in Deuteronomy 7, just three examples, God says, do not make a treaty with any of these peoples. Now, right at that moment, that's where the, the Christian who wants to stay out of that water and stay out of deception says, you know what? God said this, end of story. What if instead of playing around with the devil, Eve had said, you know what? I'm just going to stick to what God said. Thank you very much. Believers today are hearing things from the word of God and then saying they don't apply to me. This is the wrong season. Can I tell you something? The word of God works in every season. The word of God is your rule in every season. Not just when the birds are chirping and the sun is out and it's a cool fall day, 60 degrees and the leaves are falling, everything is perfect and there's no disease, there's no war, there's no famine, there's no unemployment. Then, of course, you can keep the word of God. The word will work in every season. And the word is supposed to be your rule in every season, not just when everything is perfect. In fact, the word of God is designed for times when things go nuts. COVID is not the first indication that people are crazy. Or this world is going to hell in a handbasket. In fact, these things are prophesied. Jesus himself talked about these things happening in the end time. That's not the surprise. The surprise is how many Christians around the country are being sucked away from their pure devotion, as Paul talked about. How do you ensure your deception? Just set aside the plain teachings of Christ. Just take your eyes off of that rope and the current will do the rest. All Joshua had to do was, excuse me, excuse me, not once, not twice, but repeatedly our God said, make no treaty. This discussion is over. Don't care if you live five miles from us. Don't care if you live 10 hours from us. This is what God has said. It makes it so easy to walk in victory if we'll just stick to the word. I told you a couple weeks ago, we had a pastor and he, he pulled his people and said, how do you feel about coming back to church during COVID? And he basically pulled one third of them and, and said, I'm not coming back until everybody has to wear a mask. And one third said, I'm not coming back until nobody has to wear a mask. Remember what the third group said? Third group said, I'm not coming back until this thing is completely gone. That's nice. Aren't you glad Christians have opinions? Say it with me, opinion. To opine is to express your thoughts. That's wonderful. But when your opinion contradicts scripture, there's only one thing to do. Stick to what God said. It is a terrible, terrible habit to know what the plain teaching says and then tell yourself, well, that doesn't apply to me right now. You're taking your eyes off the rope and the current is pulling you away. How easy it would be just to say, 
I'm not having the fruit devil because God said not to eat it. How easy it would be if Joshua just said repeatedly, our God said, don't enter into a treaty. But there's something about us. And look at somebody and say he's talking about you. We just have to learn too many times the hard way. Too many nights bobbing up and down somewhere in the surf. That somehow we got a better idea. There is no better idea than the word of God for your life. There's no better counsel than the word of God for your life. How much easier it would be if we sense the seducing spirit or we hear the doctrine, the devil's doctrine and we compare it to the word of God and we say, no, nope, I'm just going to stick with the word of God. Come on, shout it out. Stick to the word of God. Stick to the rope. Amen. Unfortunately, Eve didn't. Joshua and Israel didn't. And they set aside the word and listen to the influence that was not of God. How do you ensure your deception? Step two. Live a life that is sense-based and emotion-ruled. Live a life that is sense-based and emotion-ruled. When you set aside the word, a really crazy thing, but very spiritual thing begins to happen that's when you begin to receive the devil's sight and sound show in your life. That's when it begins to speak and to tell and to show, all designed to get you to participate in what he wants. You've already set the word of God aside. Listen to me. When you set the word of God aside, the sound and the light show begins. In the case of Eve, it was to tell her how much God is wrong and how great it is. And she began to look at the fruit and how, you know, it was beautiful and, and could produce wisdom in her life. She began to respond to the sounds and the sights of the enemy. If she had shut him down with the word, there would have been no light and sound show. Same thing with Joshua and the Israelites. We've come, here's the sound, a long distance. We've heard about the renown of your God. We just want to have a treaty. We'll be your servants. We'll carry your wood. We'll chop your wood. We just want to be your servants. Enter into a treaty with us. Look at our bread. It was right out of the oven when we left. Look at our wineskins. They were brand new when we departed. Look how cracked they are. Look at our shoes. Do you see what's going on here? A sound and sight show to influence the people of God. Your greatest protection is to keep your eyes on the rope, but if you take your eyes off the rope, here comes the sound, here comes the sights, all designed to get you in a place where you don't belong, to take you further down in that current. What's interesting about this situation is, he is the same with everyone. In Jesus, in Matthew 4, his temptation, same thing, images of power and dominion and kingdoms and turn this rock into bread and all on it goes. But Jesus, having the wisdom of God, did what? It is written. Jesus never even let the devil get to the sound and light show. Your best protection in your life is not allowing the devil to show you and tell you anything. Are you here today? How to ensure your deception? Just set aside the commands of Scripture. 
Tell yourself they don't apply to you. Like Eve, they don't apply to me. Like Joshua, that didn't apply to me. And then get ready for this amazing sound and light show. Because it will come. Some of you have already experienced this. Step three, how to ensure your deception. Fail to seek the Lord. Could you imagine if Eve had said, uh, serpent, just stay out, hang around in that tree. I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to ask our father, I'm going to talk to my husband about God's counsel on this thing. You just stay right there. That would have been an amazing thing, wouldn't it? You and I would have never been in sin. Death and sickness, disease and war and poverty never would have entered into this earth. Don't ever tell me in my hearing that God allowed this and God did this and God's causing the destruction of the hurricane and the fire and God is the author of war. None of that existed until somebody decided the Bible didn't apply to them. Until somebody subjected themselves to the light and sound show of the devil. Until somebody didn't think enough of God to go back and say, hey, would you give me a refresher course on your command here? No, don't blame my God for all this. This was deception, and that's where deception always leads to, is destruction. Could you imagine if Joshua would just stop right there? I see the sounds. I see the show. You showed me the shoes, and you showed me the bread and the wineskins. I've heard your tale, but let's go back and open up the book of the law. That would have been the end. Right there. Do you know that they immediately got themselves into aggression because by forming that treaty with the Gibeonites, other nations heard and began to attack them, and Israel was bound to defend them. In fact, the day the Bible records as the sun standing still in the sky is there so that Israel can put away the Gibeonites' enemies. That's how much God is for covenant. How to ensure your deception? Just set aside the commands of God. Number two, live a life of sense-based living and emotion-ruled living. Pay attention to what your senses are telling you because they're always right. And then fail to inquire of God. The Bible says that Joshua and his cohorts, they sampled the provisions. But they did not inquire of the Lord. Now, here's one thing I can tell you, that that's where you can still get plucked out of the water if you'll do it. If you will seek God in that situation, no matter how bad the deception, he's always able to find you and pick you up. It doesn't make a difference how far out you're drifting. He is well able to pick you up and put you back where you're supposed to be if you seek him instead of failing to inquire. Are you here? How sad it is. The devil must be good at the light and sound show or he wouldn't use it so much. Amen. How do I deal with this? How do I keep my eyes on that rope? Amen. Say with me, the word of God is my rule for faith and conduct. What I believe and what I do, it applies to me. I'm not exempt from it. Turn to somebody and tell them, put your eyes on the rope. Keep your eyes on the rope. So simple, isn't it?
four simple principles today that will help you. And how often should you do these? Every single day. How many want to live above deception? Oh, it's no big deal. I'll get back. I can sit here and count name after name after name of people associated with this ministry and around the world, and they're not back, and they may never get back into the things of God. The legacy of COVID-19 will not just be some study on the virus and the medical approach to it and the vaccine that will certainly come eventually into this world. It'll be the damage that was done to all the other social structures in the world. You have to understand that COVID-19 from the devil's standpoint is not here to make people just sick and die. He wants to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. And that's one thing to know that. It's another thing to allow ourselves to be taken in by taking our eyes off the rope, by taking a part of his, his light, light show and then saying to ourselves, well, it make, God must be done with you. No, you go and you seek God. Don't, don't just run away when you blow it. You still have time. Come on, look at somebody and tell them you still have time to fix this thing. Number one is information. And by information, I mean diving into the Word of God every single day. You can't keep your eyes on the rope if your Bible's closed. You can't keep your eyes on the rope if you're not reading and looking at and studying the Word of God. It's not going to happen. It is the only rope in that wide ocean. It is the only thing that will help you keep your bearing this entire world. And the more you drift from it, the more dangerous it is for you. Information. You need more of the word than ever before. I said you need more of the word than ever before. Well, brother, when I'm out here, I'm watching online. Can I give you a tip here? 90% of the people who are not physically in service are not online. Let me just back up and say that again to you. Most people that are not in service are also not watching something online. I could take a poll, but I'm not going to. Maybe hit and miss here and there, but the, the reality is it's more than just a COVID issue. It's a spiritual temperature issue. COVID just gave people the chance to manifest their temperature. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching better than y'all are staring at me right now. Amen. Number two is meditation. Do what Psalm 1 says. Meditate. Day and night. You'll be like a tree planted. Joshua, who knew better, he even got the direct command of God. Do not what? Depart. Don't let the book of law depart from your mouth, but what? Meditate on it day and night. You'll make your way successful. And the first chance they get with the Gibeonites, what happens? I promise you there was probably a little bit of a, a lull in the meditation on the Word of God. They never would have entered into that agreement. Expose yourself to the Word of God every single day. Every single day, meditate on it. You say to yourself, how do I actually you know, understand this? What, what is God trying to tell me? Put yourself in the middle of that story, in the middle of that situation. Put yourself in that situation with Eve. How would you respond? How would you respond if you were Joshua and say to yourself, what I want to do is find out what God said and hold on to that. Say it with me, information. Say it, meditation. Number three is revelation. The Christian who is not actively receiving revelation from the Word of God is the Christian that is in a dangerous place. 
You can't live off of your Sunday school lesson when you're six years old. You can't live off of what you had five years ago. You can't live off of what you had a year ago in this church. Do you realize it's only been almost an entire year I've been dealing with triumph? There ought to be some triumphant people in this room. Let me try that one more time. A year of preaching on triumph? Pastor, you declared the year triumphal. First of all, the Holy Ghost did. You declared the year triumphal. Look at all the mess. Some triumph. Could you imagine how bad it would be if we hadn't been preaching on triumph? There ought to be some triumph in this here church. What's the sound of triumph? Huh? And you know what happens is revelation just continues to flow and it continues to speak to you. And you get excited about what it's saying to you. Brother Hagin used to say like this, the word you're excited about is the word that's working for you. That kind of person is in a good position. Not only are they not going to turn their eyes off that rope, that rope is everything to them. I mean, we got time to binge watch 10 hours at a time, some show on Netflix. They got all the time in the world to do this and do that. What you need to do is make the rope the most important thing in your daily routine. Amen. Information, meditation, revelation. You know what's going to happen is, you know, you'll be thrilled with everything that's out there in that underwater world. That's just perfectly fine. But you know what your greatest thrill is going to be? You're just going to swim around that rope over and over again. What else is God going to say? What else is God going to show me? That's going to be the place where you live. And then fourth is action. You have to actually do what the rope is telling you to do. You actually have to put into practice the things that you've received, you've studied, you've meditated upon, and now God's given you revelation about. You put those into practice, and now it becomes a safeguard to you. Watch this. Eve knew what the Bible said. Come on now. Joshua knew what the word said. That's not the problem. It's not in the knowing that keeps you out of deception. It's in the doing that keeps you out of deception. Come on, say it with me. Free from deception in my life, in Jesus' name. All you got to do to be deceived is set aside the word. All you got to do to be deceived is pay attention to the devil's light and sound show and be moved by what you see, your senses and your emotions. All you got to do is fail to seek God and you'll be floating out there with so many other Christians. But turn that around. What if I said to myself, the word is mandatory on my life? When we say the phrase, the uncompromised word of God, it means that it is authoritative over my life. It's the final word. It's first place. Say it, first place and final authority. It's the first place I go to for counsel. And once it's spoken, it's the final authority. I can't eat that devil because God has said not to. I can't make a treaty with the Gibeonites because God said not to. All I got to do is make the word of God mandatory over my life. Come on, say it. The word is the rule for faith and for conduct. 
It's mandatory. Say, well, that is bondage. That's limiting my freedom. No, the greatest freedom you'll ever have is in the Word of God. The greatest freedom you'll ever have is in doing what God told you to do. The bondage comes from stepping outside of that line. Inside that garden, they had everything that pertained to life and godliness and to their best, you know, you know, condition according to Josephus. The story he wrote about the garden, he said, this was a miracle place. This was a wonderful place. He had it all. And guess what? Because she thought she had a better idea than God, lost it all. Turn to somebody and say, you're smart, but you're not that smart. Come on, say it again. You're smart, but you're not that smart. Make it mandatory over you. Amen? It's mandatory that I'm at church. It's mandatory that I pray. It's mandatory that I read the word. It's mandatory that I give. It's mandatory that I forgive and love. Not all of this self-appointed lordship where I get to pick and choose which scriptures I'm going to actually yield to. You never know which one of those is going to be the one that takes you out into the deep ocean. Amen? If living by my senses and if living by my emotions is the problem, I wonder if I will choose to do what the apostle said and walk by what? Faith and not by sight. That's a nice show, devil, but guess what? I'm not impressed. Because what you're showing me and saying to me, images of rebellion and sounds of disobedience, I'm not interested in that. Amen? You know what I want to see? I want to hear sounds of blessing and images of the victorious life. Walking in the spirit of faith and in power. Amen. Seeing God use me, in me, and through me, doing amazing things. I want to see the benefits of God. I want to see the miracles manifest at the miracle capital of the world. Amen. I don't have time for your show. I'm interested in God's show. What does that mean, Pastor? It means his manifestation. The devil's manifesting lies to you and showing you things and saying things to you that's not true. God's going to manifest his power. Isn't that a whole lot more fun? Glory to God. I tell you, it's no fun to be out there in that water. I was 14 years old, and we were at uh, YMCA Swimming Nationals in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and for a solid week they had nothing but high winds and storms. Most of the beaches were outright closed. The ones that weren't had warning flags up. They all had, had guards posted there. They're saying that even the, the solid swimmers should stay away. And so, you know, we being who we were, we just completely ignored them. And I mean, we're out there bodies. It's like one well, of the only times you see that kind of wave out there on Fort Lauderdale's coast. But I mean, they were coming in 10, 12 feet. It was just a lot of fun. And we would just body surf it in. And after about, uh, you know, five, 10 minutes of this, I noticed this lady, she's probably 40, 45, just bobbing up and down, terrified. She's out, getting further out all the time. You know, the toe's taking her out. It's very, very powerful. The current's taking her out. And I mean, I saw the look of abject terror in her eyes. I could see she was thinking to herself, this is it. This is my last day on earth. She was absolutely terrified. And if I hadn't have popped up where she was, I wouldn't have seen her at all. Because the guards never did. And I mean, she would get hit, she would go down, and then she would come up coughing and choking, just horror in her eyes. She would get hit and go down, and she'd come up again. And you know, how many know it's a lot better just to stay by the rope? <laughs> and uh, so just instinctively, I just went over where she was the last time. She pops up, and I just grabbed her, 
And I just grabbed a hold of her and began to pull her in. And she struggled the first time. I just said, you know, calm down. You're okay. And pulled her in. I don't even remember how far out we were, but we were all out further than we should have been. And she never should have been out that far. And I pulled her in. About that time, the captain of the guard and the guard on duty that beach area saw her and came running up. They pulled her inside, got her on her back, you know, wanted to check her out, see if she needed emergency help and CPR. She was actually fine, but she was still terrified and white as a ghost. I just drug her in there and laid, you know, laid her there on the beach. 14 years old, and the captain that was part of their police force said, you want a job? I <laughs> said, <laughs> I said, I'm 14. He said, I don't care. <laughs> you know, my 30-something-year-old didn't even see it. And I go, uh, I'm not certified. I'll certify you. <laughs> I said, I don't live here. I live in Illinois. You can move. <laughs> I thought, man, my parents probably wouldn't appreciate me not coming home. But what's odd about that is I was a swimmer, but I wasn't certified. I've gotten all kinds of certifications since that time. But I wasn't certified, and it's the only person in my entire life that I physically pulled out of a body of water. She was a goner if somebody hadn't seen her. And my point is, all she needed to do was listen to what the guards had said. Don't enter into this condition. Are you here? There are forces out there of deception and evil that'll take you a lot further out than you ever thought you would go. Whether it is a guard or an authority or the word of God itself, stick to what it says. Several years ago, we went to Hawaii and we were on like the northeast shore and these waves made the ones in Fort Lauderdale look like baby waves. And they would come crashing in. They said a lot of people on this particular, it's, it's just posted. A lot of people on this beach here, body surfing, have had their necks snapped in two instantly. Welcome to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, of course, the flags were up, but you have natives out there that were surfing, doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, I look up, and I'm here in the, the guard station over the PA, if you're not familiar with these waters, please do not enter the beach area. Stay out of the water. And I go, okay, well, he's not talking to me because we're already in the water. We are very familiar with this. Me and Tim, hallelujah, manly man. <laughs> and he, and he, get, he says it again. If you're not familiar with the water, stay out of these waters. If you're not familiar with these conditions, I go, who's he talking to? And I look up, and the water had taken Kelly's feet from out from under her. She's in the shore end, and she was going like this. Blah, 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 blah. She'd roll this way, and she'd roll that way. And he would say, if you're not familiar with the water, he did everything but say, hey, woman from Kentucky, I'm talking to you. If you're not familiar with the water, stay out. I wish we had it on video for all the YouTubers out there. <laughs> she doesn't wish it at all. Amen. On the other side of the, uh, we were kind of beach hopping, on the other side of the island, they had posted warnings, men of war come through here. For those of you don't know what those are, it's a jellyfish type of, uh, you know, animal. 
real translucent. Timothy and I said, ah, you know, you'll be okay. So Kelly went in. Next thing you know, something's stinging me all over my body. And sure enough, she was getting stung. And uh, we went to the grocery store, got all the vinegar we could have. I mean, she stunk all the way home. (laughs) What am I telling you? I'm telling you, those are, you know, funny stories or even alarming story, you know, with a lady that got out there. But the fact is, no one goes to the water thinking that's the last day of my life. And it could have been in that situation. And all we needed to do was stick to what did God say. Keep your eyes on the rope. If I enter into deception by ignoring his commands, I can just start listening to his commands. If I enter into deception because I'm paying attention to his sight and sound show, I can turn my eyes on what God is doing instead. If I get deceived because I'm not seeking God, I can make up my mind to seek God like I never have before. Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you as, well, the scripture tells us to seek him early and you will what? You will find him. You know what God would really want on the other side of this COVID era? He would want you being more on fire than you've ever been in your entire life. More committed than you've ever been more compassionate than you've ever been, more right with God than you've ever been, turned on. But you know what we're going to find is a lot of people out there needing rescue. Look at somebody and tell them, don't be one of them. Come on, say this with me. The Word of God applies to me. Say, I don't care what the devil's saying, what the devil is showing. Say it in Jesus' name. I'm committing myself to seek God more than ever before. He'll always confirm. He'll always remind what his word is. The spirit of God always leads us what? Into triumph, but he always leads us into truth. You're sitting out there in the ocean right now saying, I don't know where the rope is. The Holy Ghost will point you where to go. If you'll just ask. Amen. Can you receive this today? Come on, give him a big hand clap and thank him for it.